Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Hey, dealers, welcome to the show. It's Auto Dealer Live. I'm Dave Cribbs. I'm sitting here with my friend and uh, great car guy, Mr. Grant Hawking of Brandon Honda. How are you, sir? Appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me on board. Glad to be in studio. It is so great to have you in studio. You know, for those of you watching, you probably remember Grant's been on several episodes of our show in the past, and uh, Grant is the quality assurance manager here at Brandon Honda, which is a store owned by the Morgan Group. It's operated by John Marazzi, the managing partner. And wow, what a dealership it is. You know, you guys have really rocked it out. We've, t- we've used, it, used you guys as a reference time and time again uh, on the job that you do here in Brandon. So uh, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here with me, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So we got a great show in store. You know, dealers, the topic today is, you know, the title of the show, I believe, was Is the Internet Dead? We're really talking specifically about social selling. And, you know, we had a show a while back, Grant, where... You know, we asked the question, and this goes back probably a, a year or two, but we asked the question, you know, can you sell cars on social media? And I think, I think that at this point is kind of a silly question, but I think it's more about how effectively we do it. I agree with you. Uh, I don't think the question is, can you sell cars on social media? I think it's more, well, the entities that run us let us sell cars on social media. I think that's the biggest thing that dealers are running into. You won't meet an owner, dealer principal, GM, anybody on the planet who doesn't think that posting on social is a good idea, but they're also the same dealers and owners and GMs that are getting fines for every single thing that we do. So it's not a matter of should we do it, can we do it, is it effective? It's how do we do it and not only leverage it for ourselves as the individual salesperson, but keep our home basically out of trouble. Yeah, and I think that's a hot spot for most salespeople. Look, as salespeople, we want to be able to say or do whatever we feel is going to help us sell a car on social media. And we certainly don't want to be told in our personal lives and social media what we can and can't post. However, however, there is the business side of it. I mean, technically, we're representing the dealership when we start throwing our name out there along with that business and that store. So there's a lot of uh, interesting little nuances that we're going to talk about Dealers, tune in, stay tuned, because we're going to be bringing on our panel here in a minute. We've got Owen Moon uh, with Dealer Accelerator. We've got Marissa, who goes by Red, Marissa Molnar, uh, salesperson at Ramsley Chrysler Jeep Dodge, joining us. We've got Sean Kelly, owner of Car Motivators, and Steve Russler, VP uh, of Sales at Drive Centric. And, and, you know, Grant, I think, I think what we're going to hear is we're going to hear as, as people log into social media and, uh, and we'll welcome you guys to the show here as we, as we move on. But um, as people log in and we start this conversation, I think we're going to hear a lot from not only salespeople that, that you know, are doing it correctly and maybe can help us you know, give us some pointers on that. But I think we're going to hear some, maybe some people that have been restricted a little bit from doing certain things. So 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times as salespeople, we uh, think that everything we're doing is great. So you're going to have a lot of people that are going to come on, and uh, I'm sure, no doubt, that they're doing a great job. But, you know, are they doing great? Are there people who are on the panel today that can help them be even better? What's their strategy? Do they have a strategy? Stuff like that. That's what's really important. You know, social is no different than any other avenue, than any other marketing avenue that we use inside the dealership. How are you leveraging? Do you have content or are you just turning people off? Yeah, and I think that uh, another question that we're going to get answered here are some do's and don'ts with social media. What's changing? We know it's changing rapidly. The plat- not only the platforms, of course, as, 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 as always, but also, you know, what are the effective ways to actually reach a client? Are we posting just for the sake of posting or are we actually being effective? We're going to talk to a panel of experts today about that and several other things when it comes to Internet marketing. So um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, by the way, before we do that, we've got a, I don't know why I didn't think of this already, but hey, let's acknowledge the fact that our, 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 our leader, yes. CEO here, David Villa, host of uh, Auto Dealer Live, um, unfortunately because of business, couldn't make it on the show last week, but this week, a very special occasion in Dave's life. Absolutely. Shout out to the Villa family. Austin, great job graduating today from the University of Central Florida. Uh, awesome accomplishment, and I'm sure it means the world to you that your family can be there with you. Yeah, yeah. Have a great time. Congratulations, Austin and uh, David and Diana and everybody. We'll see you back uh, next week. But uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with our panel talking about social selling, dead or alive, Owen Moon, Marissa Red Moner, Sean Kelly, and Steve Russler right after this message. Welcome back here on Auto Dealer Live. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Shout out to some people on here, Todd Heap, Chad Morgan. Come on, guys, get those comments out on social. We'll do our best to answer them for you. And, uh, Cribs, we got a pretty good panel here today. we got an awesome panel. So I want to welcome uh, those of you that are on the panel, Owen Moon, Marissa Red Molnar, uh, Sean Kelly, and Steve Russell. Welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us for the conversation today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh so let's go to Marissa. You know, you have a, a you know an interesting perspective as as a salesperson that you know is I'm sure using social media obviously to reach out and and uh, and and get sales, drive traffic to your dealership, build relationships online. There's no question that we can sell cars uh, through social media. In fact, I think it would be silly to even ask that question anymore. But maybe share some things, Marissa, that you feel are not only working for you, but maybe even some, uh, maybe some blockades you've experienced in the past or some fears that you have maybe about moving forward uh, with social selling. Well, guys, thank you so much for having me on the show for a second time. Uh, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it, guys. So uh, as far as the social selling, uh, kind of had three questions in there, right? Um, how do I deal with like the speed bumps and all that. I mean, social media, since I've been going to college, it's been uh, an ever-evolving thing. And there kind of are no real rules, no real um, regulations on it, except for those, you know, who put it on there. I mean, me, I try to keep it. There's some people that I hear that do the social selling. They'll go on Instagram. They'll do videos. And uh, I, I like to keep a professional standpoint. And I was having this conversation earlier. And um, it, it just, as a woman doing this, it's a little bit different than uh, a guy. A guy can say whatever he wants. It doesn't really uh, matter too much unless it offends people. But as a woman, you have to keep that professional 
attitude that professional like me when you're in front of me and I'm selling you a car it, it's like we're best friends we know each other forever and it's just you know we like to laugh make jokes and things like that but when when it's putting it up for thousands of people to watch like I did a live video this morning and there's 875 views of it already and it's you know, I get messages after the fact, uh, positive and the haters, you know, and it's, it's as a woman in sales, when you put yourself out there, you have to understand there are going to be haters and you have to learn to filter that and utilize that and use that energy that you get from that in a different direction to make yourself greater and better. Um, as far as from the dealership standpoint, it's hard because in New Jersey, there's rules and regulations. So when we are doing maybe video advertising or anything like that, I have to have a whole, you know, asterisk and everything else underneath. So um, when I'm doing those things, I try to keep it simple as to where uh, if I do an advertising for Facebook ads, I will do a, I'll make a video and I'll have the screenshot of the dealer website of the ad car because everything that I need is right underneath there and that makes that so much easier because the last thing I need to do is put my dealership in jeopardy of getting uh, sued or you know slapped on the wrist with some sort of fine. Yeah, thank you, Red. And that seems to be, you know, the biggest concern for the dealer. And I know, Grant, that you guys here at Brandon Honda, you've sort of put some things in place because let's face it, I mean, as a dealership, um, you know, you do hold the liability. And now all of a sudden, you don't have just one or two people posting on social media. You've got hundreds maybe of employees that are putting out different messages that you have to monitor. No, I agree with that 100%. You know, from a dealer perspective, that's your biggest fear is what's being out there because in turn, how can it come back against you? Um, also, on the flip side of that is what's the message going out there? And one of the things that we've tried to do to put into place is, you know, my general manager, Sam, John Marazzi, they will write weekly social media blasts so that we're all on the same page of the handbook, so we're all sending out the same message, so we're all doing things the same exact way. Because, you know, this will be a good way to seg segment into Owen, who's a, who's a marketing guy, is that, you know, if you're a good operator in today's business, if you're running a dealership in 2018, you're daily monitoring your campaigns, you're daily monitoring how successful things are, and you're doing monthly, if not bi-monthly, marketing meetings. So you kind of want the same strategy across the board. What your television is driving versus what's your website driving versus what's your social platform. And so how do you feel about that, Owen, with a salesperson sending their own message that might be contrary to the marketing strategy? Well, first of all, guys, thanks for having me on the show. I definitely uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, social selling. Um, you know, I think that this is where things are really changing at the dealership level, and it's actually changing pretty fast. Um, we have to, as marketers, you know, marketing's always been an extension of your sales team, right? So your marketing has always tried to match sort of what the customer would expect once they get to the, the business, or in this case, the dealerships. So uh, with social uh, marketing and social selling really becoming a big piece of this um, for, for most dealerships, you want to make sure that you are constantly training your sales force, 
that you're investing in tools um, that are going to help you be more efficient when it comes to social uh, social marketing and social selling. And then just really make sure that you're talking about it a lot more because, you know, if, if people at the store level uh, understand what's expected of them, what things they can and cannot do, um, I think that you're going to find that most uh, – most sales guys are going to, most sales people are going to embrace that and they're going to, um, you know, sort of be part of the team and then make sure that everybody's uh, doing, doing the, uh, the things they can to be successful. But you got to have a plan and you have to make sure that you're constantly looking at that plan and executing it. Yeah, great point. And we're going to go to Sean Kelly, uh, owner at Car Motivators. And let's just uh, kind of throw this out there, Sean. I mean, you, you do a lot of sales training. That's what your company's about. We just heard uh, from Owen that we need to be uh, constantly monitoring and doing the sales training when it also comes to social media. And I think that, you know, you have an opportunity as a dealer to make a decision, obviously, as to how you address this with your, with your team. And there are those who I think, um, uh, Sean – who just say, you know what, I really just can't control it. I mean, there's there's all these people posting all these things. Um, there's also the personal issue. It's kind of out of my hands. But then you have a dealer who is a shining example. And I'm not, I'm not going to use them as an example just because of what they implemented, but because of the results that they have. They're rocking it here in the Tampa Bay area at Brandon Honda. And what I just heard from Grant, and I don't know if other dealers caught it, but – uh, the general manager and the managing partner owner are writing content on a weekly basis for their people. That's a proact. Now, I would think that as a GM or a managing partner, I got better things to do. I got more bigger fish to fry. But they're writing content, and that's how important this is to them with social media. Address that, Sean. Yeah, and uh, thank you guys for the opportunity to be on Auto Dealer Live. It's a true honor to be here. So, you know, working with dealers across the country, I run into um, every end of the spectrum um, where where you have dealers that are, are terrified to let their salespeople use social media for, for fear of damaging the dealership's brand. And then on the other side, you've got uh, dealers that want and are begging their salespeople to do it, and their salespeople um, don't do it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, this challenge comes up all the time. Uh, but there's only three reasons why a dealership doesn't le- uh, leverage any anything to be successful, uh, you, and social media is no different. Either they just don't know how to do it, um, they don't see value in it, or they're fearful of a negative result. And ultimately, um, if you're paralyzed by any of those three, three things, when you know there's dealers like Brandon Honda, where Grant and his team are, are just crushing social media, um, you're, you're obviously hindering your, your progress. And just to say one more thing about it, I think that guided autonomy, um, I, I don't necessarily think, uh, you know, I, I, if you've got a marketing team that's willing to write those things and, and, and that you have that sort of social media reach, having an owner uh, create that content can be very powerful. There's no question. But, but I believe in a guided autonomy. You know, let's give our people a, a purpose of the social media, put together a framework that as long as they stay within that framework and we can report on what they're doing, um, it's not that challenging and your risks significantly diminish. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yes. Thank you. And, uh, and you know, another thing, Grant, that, uh, that you know, has been a, a kind of a, a concern or question in the past is, you know, um, what about you know, what about that person who's going to create such a brand on their own that it starts to overshadow maybe the dealership's brand? Maybe the, maybe they're the face of the dealership without even maybe being the official face, if that makes sense. Oh, I think that that's, that's a valid point. Are you going to have somebody who creates such a presence that they could 
impact your business in a way if they were to leave. That's the biggest fear. The fear is loss of customers and somebody having that ability to take your customers with you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I understand that logically in one way, but then there's the other part of me, and we'll go to Steve Russler to kind of weigh in on this. But the other part of me says, wait a second, that is a bunch of baloney because that's like number one, living in fear that someone might leave and take all your customers, or that's sort of the same mindset to me of let's don't train them because if they get really good and go down the street or whatever. Plus, there's the there's the thing, you know, when you know if we go back a few years, you know, when things were slow, it's like, okay, go get on the phones, get some people in here, go, go make a thousand calls, right? Well, now we can go make a thousand posts. So I need to understand that difference. Steve, why don't you weigh in on those, on those, uh, on those points? Yeah, no, it's uh, thanks again for having me. I might as well say thank you again, just like everybody else did. But to go out there and address that, I, I think number one, if if somebody's going to step up and brand themselves like what Marissa is starting to do and being one year in the industry, man, hats off to those salespeople. And, and that's a great problem to have that I've got maybe one, two, three people starting to brand themselves and get more traction into our dealership. So that's a great problem to have. So the other thing I take a look at is maybe what's the culture like in a dealership to want the people to want to stay. And I think what we have to really take a look at is building a better culture at the dealership so people don't want to leave. And there are some really good dealerships where they have a high retention rate. But, you know, also when you go out there and you start thinking in terms of social selling, you know, I always talk about it's all about the customer. It's not about me. How can I brand uh, our dealership to focus on the customer? And we focus on things like, you know, researching customers on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Foursquare. You know, if we know that, like, say, David Villa is down there and watching his kids congratulate, could I engage him and throw out, like, let's say, a gif to that customer via text just to say, I'm not selling the car. I just care about you, Mr. Customer. And that's what social selling is. We have all these tools, you know, Facebook, you know, I would want my customers to be friends with me on Facebook because if I can take a happy delivery photo, send it to that customer so their friends and family know that their experience was, for example, at my store, man, that'd be like that, that advertising goes miles, creates an organic reach and creates more showroom traffic. Yeah, you know what? I think we've made great strides, uh, Grant, when it comes to beginning to change culture within the dealerships. I think dealerships are changing, and, and, and we're finally getting the message as, as an industry uh, when it comes to this. No, I agree with that. You know, it's like when Marissa first came on, she knows what her post says. She even knows how many times it's been viewed, which is awesome. I think the reason why a lot of sales professionals turn to other avenues like social, like doing their own mail and stuff like that is because the organization doesn't share the stats with the salespeople. So they're not sharing stats of open rates. They're not sharing stats of how is it reaching. They're not teaching them the tools so that they can track. So when you tell a salesperson to sit down and hammer out calls or do your task or task completion and stuff like that, they only can weigh it based upon a card. They can't weigh it based upon what that led to and what that work went to. And when they social, they're basically their own business person. They can see who it's reached, how it's reached them, and their replies. 
Yeah, I think that's great. And, you know, I think uh, Steve also kind of went into the idea of, uh, you know, hey, we know David Villa's down with his son. He's a client, right? We, he's down at his graduation. Let's send him something different. And uh, I think that's really important in how we're using social media. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But I also wanted to bring up the fact, because I didn't mention this earlier, Grant, but we're going to be giving away five tickets uh, before the show ends. We're going to be giving away five tickets to the Rockstar Auto Conference in Las Vegas. Pretty, pretty pretty cool gig um and and here's the here's the catch here's the only thing that you have to do if you're watching the show right now all you have to do is like the show and share it your name's in the hat we're going to draw five names as a matter of fact the uh the owner of rockstar auto conference is going to be calling in to give those away live on the air in just a few moments make sure that you like and share we want to welcome uh on social media jason rice uh nate wagner Ted Hip, Sharice Matthews, Chad Morgan, Randall Thompson, and others that are tuning in. Make sure that you engage. You also have an opportunity right now to ask questions to our panel via social media. We're monitoring that live. And uh, let's go to Owen Moon. Let's go back to Owen and talk about maybe the importance of not just trying to sell a car on social media through your ad or whatever's going on on the at, at the store that day or your special lease option let's talk about how to use social media correctly to sell cars yeah no um you know one of the things that i i was thinking about as i was kind of preparing for this uh this show was you know at the dealership level many of your best salespeople are still the older generation right they've been in the business a long time they've got a lot of repeat and referral business they did not grow up in the social media game, you know, um, some of the younger sales people, and you can see the ones that really embraced it. They've grown up with Facebook, with chat, with text message, and I can't even get a hold of my kids anymore without texting them. So it's one of those things where I think it's it's a tougher for the older generation to really embrace this. So really, what a dealership could do, or or you know, maybe a consultant, somebody that's doing some training, is just give those people a little bit of of you know things that they can do that don't take them out of their comfort zone but could still be effective. And I think that would be something, because I think when people think social selling, if they're older or they're not really uh, you know, excited about doing videos and then being live on Facebook and things like that, they just tend to sh- shy away from everything. Um, you know, I use, uh, I don't do a lot of video, um, mainly because I'm really busy and I just don't seem to time t- time to just jump on a video and do it, although Steve has challenged me to do more of it here in this year, so it's, uh, you know, challenge accepted, so to speak. But I use email, I use phone, um, I use text, I use chat, uh, I use, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, all the different social media platforms. Um, you just have to know how to use them and where you want to use them in I guess you could say the sales process. And that's one thing that I have been talking a lot lately with my clients on is that not all leads are are the same. You know, one of the, and I know I use the word leads and a lot of people don't like that, but you know, the opportunities are coming in from all kinds of different places, right? So they're coming in from um, your website. They're coming in from Facebook. They're coming in from uh, different third-party sites. Uh, Salespeople have to recognize that where is that lead in the shopping process and then maybe use the social tools that are out there to talk to that customer, you know, where they're at in the process. And so that's, you know, those, those are all tough things, and it's a tough challenge every day. Um, but little things like that, that if you start to think through it, you should be able to come up with a strategy that makes sense and works for you. Yeah, thank you. And let's go to Red uh, real quick. Red, you know, talking about what Owen just spoke about, you know, being able to really understand not only where someone's at in the process on social media, but also 
understanding what's really working. I mean, what are you finding that is maybe something that you're getting more engagement on when you uh, when you hit social media? Well, recently, I've been finding more engagement on Instagram. Okay. Whether it's been posting a picture of the car, posting uh, a picture of a happy customer, or maybe um, doing like a little video. My whole feed isn't all just buy a car, buy a car. I work on cars, I race cars. So like I'm, I have the opportunity that I work on my own cars, I do video of that, and I post that on there too. So it's not, I mean, it's all around cars, but it's not all about buying a car and um, the Instagram I've been getting some messages of our Ram pickup truck leases how are those I got a guy I know a guy um, I've been getting on Facebook just with my posts of uh, the new Ram 19 uh, the 19 Rams people are asking me well do you have uh, this kind of truck or that kind of truck and they're not from New Jersey or the tri-state area they're halfway across the country and they're looking for a very specific car, and they're asking me if I have it, and believe it or not, I have it. So, I mean, those kind of things are – it's really fun when you can sell a car, and they will fly out to you to come and pick up the car. And it's, like, it's really exciting feeling, but, I mean, not only that, um, tracking where people are in the process, that that's a, the hard part of, um, you know, for me as a salesperson – like I've been selling cars for almost three years, but the social media I've really been doing it about a year and really getting involved in the more um, Facebook marketing side, maybe two months, really getting involved in that. And yeah, the, yeah. the situation at the dealership is we have our own uh, a BDC. Any phone calls that we have go right up to them. So it's hard when I put things on social media because I don't want to give out my cell phone number. I give out the dealership number. So once that phone call comes in to the dealership, it gets filtered through. So I don't know, you know, I know my price per click, but I don't know how much of that price per click, you know, of those 1,400 views, um, 338 watched it, but how many of them actually called the dealership? That And that's where I'm losing my translation. Um in, in being able to quantify the business side of it. Yeah, you know what, Did that's that interesting. There were a few things I picked up in that in that in those comments, uh, Red, and thank you so much for sharing. But uh, number one, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, Instagram's a tool. But uh, the mm -hmm. other thing that I picked up was the fact that, you know, she talked about, well, I'm getting some engagement because I talked about the new 19 RAM. We know there's a major change there, right? Um, and what I see with people that use social media very successfully is they will oftentimes jump on, and it, whether it's a new model or not, uh, it could be something else, but they'll jump on something that's socially hot or something that's very topical like right now that's probably going to fade quickly, Grant. But, uh, you know, that's a way to, to create uh, some engagement on social media. We see big players uh, in social media that use that all the time. Absolutely. It's, you know, you ride the wave. You ride the wave for as long as you can, and then you jump on again, and you ride the next wave. You know, but something she also said that I found very interesting is, you know, here she is going out, taking the time to do her own, you know, basically, we could call it social selling, but as salespeople, you're just trying to get somebody to engage. 
It's how can you sell two cars over here, three cars over here, five cars over here, and bring it all together, and all of a sudden you're a 20 car person. Sure. You know, they're trying to pick up those extra couple of units, but when the people respond and go back into the store in BDC, it's kind of what I was talking about earlier, is that the dealerships aren't sharing the data with the salesperson. The salesperson has no idea if what they're doing is effective. And we're talking about something that now she's putting her own effort into, but is it the same way if she's dialing 100 phone calls? So what, let me ask you this. You're the quality assurance manager. You are almost like the liaison between customer, uh, uh, you know, owner, uh, salespeople, you name it, right? So when it comes to that, what you just mentioned, how does a salesperson go to their dealer and say, hey, um, I just heard something on Auto Dealer Live today about the data. How do I find out? How can I learn more about how to get that data? I think that if they're a legit dealer, they welcome it. They want it. Why aren't you sharing in your sales meeting what's happening amongst your sales force? You know, it's like I'm a big baseball guy, so I was terrible at it. I, my dad wishes I was better at it, but I was terrible at baseball. But the one thing baseball teaches is stats equal success. And if you stat, track your stats, then you kind of know. You know, there's a big a 200 hitter doesn't really have a job of 300 hitters in the Hall of Fame. That's kind of how it is. So if you don't know how many ups you're taking, how many calls you're dialing, if you don't know your own stats, how can you know what's effective in your selling? And if you went to any manager and you want say, I want to know how many calls I made, I want to know how many ups I took, I want to know those things, they should embrace you with open arms. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're going to go to uh, Sean Kelly just before we do. I want to say, uh, first of all, Red, when you talked about, uh, you know, putting yourself out there when it comes to your, you know, off the blacktop life with racing, I think that that's huge. I think that you need to milk that till the end of time, by the way. But, um, but uh, let's, go to, <laughs> let's go to Sean Kelly, and uh, I'm going to give you just a chance. Sean, you've been listening to all the comments. Just to go ahead and weigh in, you probably already have something that you want to bring up. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to Red's point, you know, and I think we have to have any time you're going to put a message out there, you've got to have focused intent. You've got to ask yourself, what's the goal in me reaching out through this media, through this platform? For instance, um, a lot of salespeople are leveraging social media to get referrals, but at the end of the day, they are reaching out through their own database, their own Facebook network. Well, the goal for reaching out through your own network should be to stay in touch with your customer database, right? If you want referrals, maybe you need to do a live video from your customer's phone through their social media, which, by the way, saves you from any sort of complaints and legal issues that might arise. Great from point, great some, point. Uh, right? Um, and, and on the other side of it, to speak to, um, you know, as is how do the, the sales, I just spoke at Digital Dealer about the ABCs of CRM metric coaching. What man, what metrics the managers are coaching their salespeople on is the direction their salespeople will go. So, you know, it, is right social media something mm -hmm. that you are measuring and coaching salespeople on? And, and then ultimately, um, are you guys guiding the um, salespeople to say, this is an expectation to work at our dealership? And then, and then also trying different things, like what works, what doesn't, you know? Um, the other day I posted something, you know, just to change it up on my social media, I post, instead of posting something about culture and coaching, I posted a picture of me with my one suit at the dealership because I ran out of suits and he asked me to stay an extra day. And that, that post on LinkedIn got almost 40 comments within 48 hours. People are still commenting on it. And, um, so, you know, and it's something that's humanizing myself and showing vulnerability. So you've got to change it up. Um, if you post the same thing every time, delivery photo after delivery photo, that's like sitting at a bar with your friend and just saying, hey, I sell cars. Hey, I sell cars. 
you got to change it up. Yeah, I think it's a great point. You know, it's it's funny because he, he made me think of, you know, my postings. And, you know, I, I try to police myself as best I can. But I'll post, you know, events, this, that, that's going on, all these things. And then, you know, I'll bring in my dog and he'll steal the show and get 100 comments, right? Yeah. So, um, but I know that you were shaking your head, Grant, on some of the points. That well, he's I making. just, you know, and Cribs, you know, if anybody doesn't follow David Cribs, he's a genius at social media. And, the, you know, when it comes to social media, man, it's, or any other advertising, it's authenticity, but it's follow through. It's follow through on the back end of it. You know, we do a great job of selling cars. We do a terrible job of staying in touch. You know, we all say, We're, I'm going to be here from you and you get me and lean on the pen and all right, the things that's right. been going on in the car business for 100 years, but nobody does it. And when they find people who are authentic and what has led most people to social media is they've run out of avenues. So they're, they're halfway getting into it, but looking over their shoulder at the same time, because as, the pre, as they said earlier in the show, you either don't know what to do or you don't know why they're there. And perfect, perfect point that you just made when you were talking there is that you've got to reach out to those previous customers, but you've also got to talk to them in the way that makes sense at the time. There's a huge difference between somebody who has done business with you and somebody who is doing business with you. You know, it's like having a friend now versus being friends with somebody in high school. Your friend now calls you, you go right into it. You call, you talk to somebody you haven't talked to since high school and it's, what are you doing? How are you? Right. It's the same thing in a car business. Do you still have the car? Do you still live in the area? Are you still making payments? (laughs) Whereas we just think because we have this infamous, you know, net, let's just cast a big net and have the same message. And that's not what it's all about. Uh, great points. Great points. I want to also welcome to the show uh, Heath Powell, Steve Stawning, uh, Kenton Young, um, and others that keep joining. Thank you so much, uh, and we appreciate your time. We know everyone. You know everyone viewing this show. As I go down that guest list, uh, Grant, um, the, all these guys are and, and gals are heavy hitters. So that means they're stopping in the middle of the day to tune in, which is, is just a huge compliment in itself. Let's go to Steve Russler. And Steve, uh, you've heard a lot of comments uh, now. Go ahead, and this is your opportunity to weigh in. Yeah, no, I, you know, the one thing that um, it's kind of interesting because I, I, I feel a lot of the pain from salespeople saying I'm doing all this work, and it's a big mystery whether it's being successful. And the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, word that I always uh, try to stress on myself is patience it will come um and you know all the videos and all the things that people are doing to get themselves out there it's another avenue and you know as a perfect example i go out there and yeah i'm putting myself out there and doing facebook videos and things of that nature and while i may not know who's watching them it's great when you go to a trade show and somebody acknowledges your video uh and you don't know it you know so it does come back and it makes me feel good that maybe my video made them laugh. Maybe I educated them. And I guarantee, like, uh, you know, with Marissa or any salesperson that's going out there and put themselves out there to brand themselves and uh, educate, you know, them, you know educate the, the market, the customer, a little bit about who they are. Sometimes what salespeople have to do is just be humble on video. People buy from people. We can never forget that. And part of what customers want to do when they're researching Facebook, YouTube, they're buying you. So it's going to happen. You may get those one or two deals, but the biggest question is, is always ask, how'd you hear about me? 
if you're asking for me. And we can't ever forget that. And so even though like right now we're using all these marketing strategies, we all know them as like downstream marketing items. You know, we're sending coupons and if the customer come in, the videos and the things we're all doing is what's called upstream marketing. Those are the things we may not be able to uh, able uh, put a number on it yet, but we gotta have faith that it's going to. Yeah, great points. And, and you know, I wanna go to Red because I wanna bring this up as I pose the question to Red. You know, Grant, I always think of uh, whenever I'm in the salesperson's role, you know, going back when I was on the floor selling at the dealership and then, and you know, we never stopped selling, but you know, being a salesperson, I always felt like my stock was in bringing revenue to the dealer or the company that they wouldn't otherwise have received. So in other words, you know, what can I do to reach people that the dealer isn't even reaching? Now, I'm going to go to Red. Red, do you feel that way? Do you feel that weight on you? Like, is that part of your drive to, to be so uh, out there on social media that you can pull in business that wouldn't otherwise be there? That is a really, I don't know, it's a, it's a tough question because... Um, without the dealership, I wouldn't have a desk, air conditioning, inventory, um, and someone to put all the paperwork together for me in finance. But um, I, I go outside the box. I mean, it, yes, we're talking about Internet today, but it's also about the community in your neighborhood. And what I mean by that is I actually, because I'm a car girl, I used to go and host car meets back in the day in uh, the early 2000s, and we'd have thousands, well, not thousands, hundreds of people that would actually show up to this parking lot uh, every Thursday in Persephone, New Jersey. And uh, regardless of that, it's not losing touch of the one-on-one -on -one interaction. Now, I don't know everything about a Mopar. I don't. I, I like to think that I know a lot of stuff about cars, more than some more salespeople, you know, especially driving stick. Not half my staff, no, staff here knows how to do that. But <laughs> I actually work with North Jersey Mopar. I've talked to New York Mopar. And this is, this is your buying community. They're your enthusiasts. Why not? I don't know everything, so what do I do? I don't go there to sell them a car. I'm fortunate enough that a dealership will let me take one of their pre-owned vehicles, one of their challengers or chargers. I take that to the event. I leave it there with some business cards in it, and I just talk. I don't talk about selling cars or buying cars. I sit there and I listen, and I learn why they love the car, why they love the brand, and what modifications they like doing to the car. Because you know what? One day that person is going to come off the street, and they're going to say, well, you know, I want to do this, this, this to the car. Hey, no problem. I got gotcha. you. And I get at least one sale a month from North Jersey Mopar alone. I sold a, a Wrangler just, uh, what, two weeks ago. And they took my post. The guy posted about me. Oh, you got to see Marissa on Facebook, right? Then North Jersey Mopar took that and put that same post or a different post of him in front of his new car on their North Jersey Mopar Instagram page and tagged me in it. If you need to get a new car, go see at Red uh, at Go Red Racer at you know the dealership here, Ramsey Chrysler Jeep. That you can't put a price on. That is free marketing. That is word-of-mouth marketing. And every day someone is so easy to bash a dealership and speak negatively. And then when you see these things where they're posting to tell them to go to you, 
the feeling that I get is amazing because good word of mouth is very hard to come by. You know what I love, Red, just sitting here listening to you is a couple of things. Number one, first of all, hats off because you're so you're on a national show with, you know, big dealers all over the country. Uh, lots of people tuning in. You're just as poised and calm and sharing uh, what's you know making you successful, and that's that authenticity we so spoke awesome. of earlier uh, when you're on that video. So you're 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 just going to continue to kill it. But you know, one of the things uh, Grant that Red brought up was, I mean, it 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 just emanates from her her appreciation for the opportunity with the dealership, and I think that's huge. I mean, you coach you know, salespeople on a daily basis. And do you ever just want to shake them sometimes and go, Hey, look, <laughs> like you have a gold mine here. Like you have uh, someone that's invested all millions of dollars. Let's work. Let's appreciate that and work in their best interest also. Oh, all the time. I mean, you know, sometimes it's just, it drives you nuts that uh, people can't see the opportunity that they have in front of them, you know, and they can't see things from your angle, but it goes both ways too. You know, I'm uh, sure just as much as, as she's appreciative of the dealer, they're also appreciative to her. Oh, you know, what we're finding in today's car market is the reason why the major dealer groups are selling off stores and they're falling out is because paying for the position doesn't work. You don't get authenticity. You don't get the person. You don't get the things out of the box. You don't get the extra effort. All you get is a number. So if you say this position pays X number of dollars, then you get X number of dollars. You don't get so much more. Right. And that's what's great to hear is people are really trying to apply and get something out of it that's extra and it's great. And that authenticity is what carries you further than any. You walk into any dealership, and I don't care how many cars a month that they sell. You walk into a 30 car dealership or a hundred or a thousand, it doesn't matter. You're gonna walk into a dealership and you're gonna find somebody who's the top dog. And every top dog that you talk to has something that they are better at in that store than anybody. What and they do it more than anybody in their community. Whether it's working the service drive, whether it's working social, whether it's pounding the phones, whatever it is, you know, we talk about the average all the time. Nine car average, ten car average. That's because you get those cars for free. You get nine cars in a dealership every month for free. All you got to do is show up and stand by the front door, and I promise you, you will sell nine cars a month. It is how you get over that nine-car hump to 13, to 15, to 20, to 25 is what separates you from the pack. Great, great points, great points. Look, we're going to remind the audience one more uh, time because we're going to be giving away tickets. If you're just tuning in, all you have to do is like and share the show to get your name in the hat. We're giving away tickets to Vegas, baby. Las Vegas for the Rockstar, Rockstar Auto, Auto Conference. Conference. Not only do you get to uh, to be around some amazing people, and, and this is an amazing uh, conference, uh, Grant. Not only do they have some real heavy hitters that are going to be sharing on stage, but it's a very even though it's big, it's intimate, which is what I love about it. And uh, you're going to have the opportunity to win some tickets if you like and share the show. Um, so we're going to go to our guest and we're going to ask for just uh, closing comments, just maybe uh, one or two minutes uh, for each of you to say a closing comment. And if you want dealers to know how to reach out to you, or um, you maybe want other salespeople to reach out to you for inspiration, uh, we'll go to Owen Moon, then Marissa, then Sean, then Steve. Go ahead, Owen. Awesome. Well, uh, again, thanks a lot for having me today. I think it's been a great conversation. Hopefully uh, some of the audience took away some tips, as everybody on this panel obviously has uh, a little different um, insight and a little different role within within the, the entire process. 
Um, the one thing I would leave with, with anybody that's looking to get more social in their selling strategy well, is just to start small, find some things that work, and, and test things. Because um, as Marissa said, she's getting more engagement on Instagram now than she was you know, three months ago. So you always have to be evolving, uh, but you always have to have the end goal in mind. And I think if you uh, start with some small things and continue to build up, you're going to get that confidence and eventually you're going to see it really uh, uh, work for you. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, talk a little bit about marketing strategy, uh, social marketing, social selling. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. You can uh, visit our website at dealeraccelerator.com. Uh, maybe check out some of the things that we're doing there. And uh, remember, I'm always just a call away at 605-376-0195. So thanks for having me, guys. Yes, thanks Thank so you, much, Owen. Owen. And go ahead, Red. Go ahead, Red. That makes a – it's like a rhyme, right? Go ahead, Red. There we go. <laughs> there, there you go. Go ahead. Uh, closing comments, Red. All right. I have to give some shout-outs to some people. Um, always keeping positive people around you are only going to help you grow. Um, my manager right now that I have at Ramsey Jeep, James Turner, said to me when I first started social media, he said, don't care what anybody says, just be consistent with it and keep doing it. You will see the light at the end of the tunnel. I have another manager, uh, Mike Arante. He tells me to put yourself in an uncomfortable position or a situation because it's only going to help you grow. If you're too afraid to put yourself in that uncomfortable position, you'll never get to that next level that you're trying to get to. Then I also have another mentor, Damien, who what he does is tell me about how to care and love for the customer that I'm with and that it's about building the rapport and sharing the love more so than, you know, turning the quick dollar and having them be a notch on your belt. And uh, my mother, you got some great who memories. always told me, uh, be careful what you post on the, well, this is before the Internet, be careful what you do, because just imagine if what you do nowadays is the Internet ends up being, you know, the front page news or the, your grandma picks up the newspaper and takes a look at it, do you really want them to read it or see it? So just be careful what you post out there. Anyone who wants to reach me, yeah, um, I commented in the comment section so you could click on my name and shoot me a message. But if you need to get to me faster, you can go on my cell, 973-229-4373. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely, Red. If you're in the New Jersey area, you need to friend that girl because she's going to be a GM in 10 years. Yeah, I think Promise so, too. You. I think so, too. There are so many lessons in everything that in everything that you brought up, Red. There are so many lessons. She's like, 10? What do you mean, 10? I'm not waiting 10 years to be a GM. Are you crazy? Right. I'm going to be there in uh, December. Um, so, uh, so also, just want to say hello real quick to Jeffrey Lee Parton uh, online here with us. Marty Coates is watching. Andrew Myers. Uh, John Rudd. It looks like... I can't read it from her. Ruswick, Ruswick, uh, Gary Pollard, uh, Travis. Uh, is that Travis Lindemann? Yeah, you're going to have to help Okay. Me. Yeah, I can't see from here. But anyway, uh, great, great, uh, great to have everybody on board watching the show. Uh, we're going to go to Sean Kelly for closing comment. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me again. It was an honor. Um, so at the risk of sounding overly traumatic, okay, I just want to point out to all the sales people listening that social media is not an option for you anymore, okay, guys? If you act like order takers, you can be replaced by a kiosk, okay? So what salespeople need, there are three things. You need an offense, which is your social media brand and how you uh, market yourself. 
your database and your future customers. You need a defense, which is, in my opinion, is the customer experience and relationships to where you create a, a band of loyal customers and they know who you are because you leverage social media. And finally, you need a playbook, and that is your day-to-day routine. You know, dealers, we can't, if, if you're a dealer listening, we can't continue to teach the sales process the same way we did 5, 10, or whatever years ago. We've got to make sure social media, that our, our employees are aligned to it, they have autonomy, but also they're, they're, it's guided autonomy where we're watching it to make sure we don't damage the brand of our dealership. And, and then every step in the process, how are we going to inject social media in there? You know, during our delivery, are we going to ask for a testimonial video? Um, during our meet and greet with our customer, are we going to take a picture of us greeting them so we can show it to them later, just like you do at Six Flags when you're on a ride? So these are the things that you can do. You've got to try new different things. So um, in closing, guys, if you're interested in working with hashtag the Carbiz Coach, you can Google that. I use social media as well. Uh, Google hashtag the Carbiz Coach. I help automotive workers with great results through their people and technology. It would be an honor to hear from you, and I'm always here for advice. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. And uh, we're going to go over to Steve. Steve Ressler, finish us up, buddy. Yeah, no, thank you again for having me, guys. And, again, I, I just everybody said uh, really good closing comments, but I just keep it very simple. You know, we, you know, if we go out there and we're trying to do something, you know, brand yourself as who you are. Don't be anybody you're not when you're going out there and, you know, trying to use social media. Uh, you want to do it within your own skin, and the results just pay off. And everything that you want to brand yourself to be is, I want to be there to help people go through the process. Customers are online. They're shopping five to ten days. we got to remember, man, when they just come in, they want a good experience. And they want to have somebody that's going to be there to help them out. And how you brand yourself through all the social avenues, if you're doing personalized video, the way you communicate via text, via email, those are all the things that customer is going to remember moving forward to get you referrals from their friends and their family. So um, I appreciate, again, the opportunity to be on there. Just always focus on uh, engaging more customers equals selling more cars. we just got to keep it that simple. But if you ever have questions, you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn as well. I actually do have a YouTube channel, so I post some fun videos up there. But if you want to text me, my number is 314 803-4334. Thanks again for having me, guys. Oh, thanks so much, well, thank Steve. You, thank you, Owen, Marissa, Sean, and Steve. Uh, great panel discussion today. And uh, thank you for being on the show. We're about to give away our tickets to Las Vegas to the Rockstar Auto Conference. So I'm going to go to my producer, Lou. Do we have uh, Do we have Matt Keenig on the line? Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Matt, Mr. Matt, how are you, sir? Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? Oh, man, what's we're so up, happy stud? to hear from you. I got Grant here with I'm me. Did you know? Happy. Did you know Grant was on the show? Grant Hawking? I didn't until I was watching the show, and then I had to, of course, uh, switch from watching it so I could dial in because I'm in the car, as always. But so awesome to have you on the show there, Grant. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being part of that. It's cool to hear you hosting with Dave. It was a great job. Thanks, brother. It means a lot coming from you. I appreciate it. How about this Rockstar Auto Conference? Yeah, uh, Matt. Dude, I'm so, so pumped. Dude, share a couple of quick highlights. Give us the dates, maybe something you want to put out there, you know, as quick as possible, and then let's give away these tickets. All right, so the quick highlights I'm going to give you are this. Everybody that comes to the Rockstar Auto Conference is actually going to get a 12-month membership to the all-new Rockstar Club. What that gets you is unfettered access. We're doing 12 Rockstar events, basically one Rockstar event every single month. 
As a matter of fact, in July or August, we're doing one right down in Tampa, Florida at IPD. Sweet. So it's going to be awesome. So anyone who scores a ticket to Rockstar is going to get a 12-month membership, which means you can go to every live Rockstar event, watch every streaming event, and get access to all the online education just because you jumped in now. How dope is that? That's, that's, that's pretty dope, as you would say. Uh, no, it's awesome, Matt. Are you kidding me? That's great, dude. You sure you want to get these away for free? Uh, yeah, it's exciting. And we've got a we've got our opening keynote as a two-time Olympic champion and women's national championship basketball coach, Coach Sherry Wynn. We've got uh, Dave Benson, Sean Hicks from the Sales Hustlers, Mike Phillips, Tony D, Jimmy James, Frank Lopes. I mean, uh, Mark Jewell. We've got an all-star group of people that are there to help you learn to make money and, uh, and, and serve people better. And um, we're going to give away these five tickets, but I want to I say one thing to you guys that I think is so important because I loved all the perspectives that were shared, uh, except for one, and that's this. Stop treating human beings differently because of the source they came in on. Somebody made the comment, and I won't say it was you, Owen, because we're friends, <laughs> but, but, uh, oh, but Owen said, you know, something about sourcing the quality of your leads, and that's bullshit. A human being that comes through a third party is just as important as a human being that comes to your website. That would be like me saying someone who buys a ticket on the Rockstar Conference site is more important than a person that I'm about to give one to because of the generosity of Auto Dealer Live. Every human being has the same value and an immense buying power. If you want to, if you treat your third-party people with the same respect and dignity you treat your website leads with, you'll close more deals and you can stop making all these damn excuses. Owen, I think he says that as a friend, but you have an opportunity to fire back on Facebook right now. <laughs> um, hey, Matt, no, that's awesome, brother. Hey, let's uh, give us the dates real quick of the Vegas, and then we're going to give out the tickets. Yes, the dates for Vegas are May, May 14th and 15th. That is Monday and Tuesday, next Monday and Tuesday, like a week from Monday and Tuesday in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we'd love to have you there. The hottest I've got ticket. five people that I'm about to make happy right now, yeah. Well, all because of the generosity of Auto Dealer Live. All right. So thank well, you guys for hooking people up. No, happy to partner. I mean, this is great for everyone in the auto industry. So let's just get to it. Number five is... Number five is Jeffrey Lee Parton. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lee. Jeffrey, congratulations. Jeffrey, you are a winner. You're going to Vegas, baby. All right, let's go to number four. Number four is Melissa Sigmund. Congratulations. Melissa Sigmund, she's going to Vegas. Number three. Number three. Number three is Mr. Larry Plummer. Larry in the house. Larry Plummer going to Vegas, baby. We, we, so that's three out of five already that are going to Vegas. Who's number two? That is three out of five. Number two is someone who I absolutely love, this guy. And, uh, and I'm going to be excited to see him at the Rockstar Conference. Mr. Ted Hip. Ted Hip. Ted Hip. Hip. I right. met Ted in person as well at a conference. H Ted Hip, congratulations. You are going to Vegas, baby. All right. Congrats, Ted Last but not least, and this is perfect, actually, because, David Chris, you told everybody they've got to meet this lovely lady, and I would agree because I think she is amazing. It is Marissa Red Molnar. All right. All right. Come on. Red Racer is going to oh Vegas. My God. Oh, my God. Thank you. Chris, 
Uh, you guys at Auto Dealer Life, thank you so much for uh, for hooking people up with tickets to our event. We appreciate everything you do for this industry. You are making it better every single week. Love you guys. Appreciate you so much. And shout out to everybody that was on the show today. You guys are amazing. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you all for being on the show. Thank you so much. So, so Grant, uh, great conversation. I think amazing show. I think a conversation that everyone can connect to uh, in today's market, social selling. Um, we miss Dave today. Uh, his son at a graduation. If you're just tuning in, amazing. Uh, congrats to Austin for graduating. But we have somebody else that's graduating. Who's that, Kirby? And they are Ooh, right here in studio. In studio. In studio. Don't and talk hide about there. talk about social media. This person is our go-to social media person. She helps make what you see happen here at Auto Dealer Live every episode, and of course all throughout the week, doing different things for us. Come on, you get yourself over here. Get yourself over here. There is nothing. Come look, on, come on. Look, on a serious note, there is nothing like celebrating a graduation, uh, making it through college, and uh, come on over you here. Gotta come get on in over the here. screen. Come on over here. I want you to take my speaker, and I want you to tell the audience what your major was, what you're graduating from. Okay, my major was marketing, and from the University of South Florida. Woo! Yes. All right. Congratulations, T. All right. T is awesome. She helps us, and uh, she put up all these social media comments for us today, Grant, but we didn't really read them. <laughs> yeah, well, I, between the headphones and well. everything else and trying to keep my shoulders up, I don't know what right. I'm doing. Right. You did a great job. I'm going to tell you, man, uh, you delivered in a big way, not only as the co-host today, but your input as a dealer and what you guys are doing here at Brandon Honda is amazing. That's no secret. So many people follow you, follow the store. Um, I can't thank you enough for being on set oh, it's today. It's definitely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks to my GM, Sam, and my owner for letting me leave. John, Sam, appreciate it. Thank you, Sam and John. We do appreciate that. <laughs> yes, we do. All right. Well, we're out. We'll see you next week on Auto Dealer Live.